Fox is for the most important band in the world, the 1975, yes, God course. bless. Uh, and then the flowers are for... The roses I have on my left forearm are for my mom uh, oh, because she was mostly a single mom. So she took up both uh, parent slots. And then I got over here on my shoulder are marigolds for my grandparents who passed away when I was like 14. Oh, dang. No, nah, they're delightful. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maddie, what do you, what do you, why don't you explain some of your tattoos? Uh, yeah, so I have 26 right now. I'm um, sorry, 26? I have 26. I'll have 30 in a month. So you like scheduled them out already? Yeah. Can you tell us what the new ones are first? Yeah. So I got a matching tattoo with my best friend. Um, it's three hearts. That's what we send to each other. Um, so it's that's in his handwriting. And then he has one of my handwriting behind his ear. I got the world is quiet here above my knee, which hurt like a bitch getting one above my <laughs> knee. Um it's from um, a series of unfortunate events. My entire thigh is just going to be quotes from my favorite books. I have a Cute. Catcher in the Rye one I like that. Um, above it. And then I'm really upset because I got this uh, one up here, and it's a candle with mushrooms coming out of it. And all of my friends have been like, that looks like a bong. And I'm like, it's a candle. And now I'm... No, I don't like it <laughs> because it just people have said that and it makes me sad. No. It's quirky, you know. It is quirky. That's what matters. It's quirky to have a tattoo that people can kind of m interpret in different ways. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I want. Tattoos are meant to be like a personal thing, though, you know. It's, I know. it's something, yeah. what matters most is like how you feel about exactly. it. And it sucks that people that's are true. ruining it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It is what it is. I have some dumb shit on my body, so, you know, it is, that's okay. Aren't you gonna get? Are you still getting a daily tattoo? I need to proclaim this right now. Yes. I will get a daily tattoo on my ass cheek at some point. I said it in on DC. your ass cheek. Yeah, I said it in DC. I will do it. Um, it the world done. should know. Yeah. On that note, uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is gonna go that far on the staff. It might just be you. Yeah, but I love the daily and she um, does. live, laugh, love daily. So <laughs> I agree. Thank you. Daily is great. You guys keep listening. <laughs> On that great. note, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we started recording a little while ago. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming in. Uh, my name is Alberto Gomez, and this is our, my last episode with the daily. So we're ending up with a little roundtable today. Uh, today, our wonderful guests are... Want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Olivia Stevens. I'm the managing editor of The Daily. Yeah, and you may remember her from our last roundtable at the start of this semester. Correct. He did let me come back, so <laughs> I was thinking he wouldn't, so yeah. that was good. And uh, our new guest with a abundance of tattoos is... <laughs> Hi, I'm Maddie Roth. I will be the managing editor next school year, replacing the great Olivia Stevens. Yes. Yeah, so essentially what we want to do today is just... Similarly, how do we started last semester or earlier this semester is just give a little personality, some uh, voices to the daily staff. So, Olivia, how long have you been with the daily anyway? So I started with the daily um, the summer after my freshman year of, of college, and it was right after COVID, like we were kind of opening up back again, and I kind of just saw that there was an opening, and so I applied to be an intern um, and had absolutely like no idea what I was doing. Um, I had never taken a journalism class, and so I just like 
kind of jumped right in and started doing some like state ledge, um, legislative reporting and city government reporting. Um, and just was absolutely terrible at it, but I kept going and I just haven't really like stopped since I've just been here hanging out for that long. I think Maddie, you've been here almost as long as I have. Yeah, I started the my first semester of college. Like in, that's crazy. Yeah, I applied. Was told by the Neem, the old editor in chief, that I wasn't going to get a position, and then got an email a week later saying, "Hey, we want to hire you." So <laughs> it's been almost t- two years, three years. Yeah. Math, <laughs> math. Because yeah, you're you're, you're a sophomore and I'm a senior, but like a three year senior, so it's like weird, but. Yeah, we probably started around the same time. That's Wait, really true. You've only, you're graduating in three years, not four? Yeah. Oh, okay, fast tracking. All right, you're better than us. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> I'm just better than everyone, so no big deal. But no, it's just been, <laughs> it's just been not fun. That's what I would say about that. But no, it's good. <laughs> so, Maddie, what desk did you originally start on? I have stayed on campus desk the entire time I've been here. Quite but I loyal. guess I also did... Um, like in the summer when they do campus ad and admin together, I did a lot of Board of Regents stuff because there's nothing going on with students over the summer. So yeah. campus desk is best desk. I'm going to say that right now. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you're on my show, so, <laughs> I, so. I have to disagree with there. But um, yeah. no, that's delightful. Thanks but so much. When did you start and how oh, did you get started? Yeah. Uh, so I started... I started drinking in October. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I started in October 2021. Uh, I was a junior, and a professor was like, Alberto, you're not doing anything. You're kind of disappointing everyone. Uh, You should just apply. Like, get something. I was like, okay. (laughs) So I saw a podcast reporter position open. I applied, and I was like, I have no experience in this at all. Um, Still, I was lucky enough to have a good enough microphone at home. So the producer at the time, I'm not going to name her because she ended up ghosting me <laughs> three <laughs> weeks into getting the job. Oh, um, She was like, oh yeah, you know, I think you've got what it takes. I think it'll be a good start. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, so I did. I got halfway through one story and then she stopped texting me back. She didn't answer any of my calls, emails. I was freshly onboarded. I had met no one on the staff. So it was just me for an entire semester. And I'll admit, I didn't know what the heck to do. So I kind of just didn't really do anything. I was just quietly working on a small report on um, how different like student orgs were like supporting like voting uh, in the municipal election. So yeah, I, 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 I was doing that by myself without knowing what the heck I was doing. Like I'd only freshly, like fully went into the J school too, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you... You were running the desk by yourself. I was running the desk by myself without knowing what the heck I was supposed to be doing. That's Uh, really crazy. And then I think it was like a couple weeks before the semester ended, I finally found out who our editor-in-chief was. I finally got in contact with Niam. Was that how I pronounce her name? Eve, I think. Yeah, yeah, but at the time. We're sorry for butchering your name. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I randomly came across her email, emailed her and said like, hi, I'm I'm our podcast reporter. I don't know what's happening. My boss hasn't emailed me back. I don't know what's, what to do. And then her and Lydia um, ended up guiding me through the rest of the episode and figuring out what the heck to do. And then put out my first episode. And they're like, hey, there's no one else here. <laughs> do you want the job? Oh my As like a producer. So 
I hopped into that not knowing what the hell to do. Zero experience, zero wow. understanding on the medium either, and yeah. just kind of hopped into it. Yeah. So you're insane. basically an icon, is what I'm hearing. Um, He's a yeah. legend. <laughs> well, you kept the podcast desk alive. Like, if Alberta wasn't here, this like what would have happened? We don't know. Like, this mm-hmm. might never exist. So that's oh. incredible. I think I'm pretty happy with how it turned out so far. I mean, like, it's not dead yet, and let's hope not to yet. keep it that way. Yes, it will never trying. die. I promise you, it won't. Okay, uh, Maddie. We'll so she, the futures are in your hands. So. <laughs> Betty, as like managing editor, future managing editor, what do you want uh, Podcast Desk to be? I think kind of like to set up my answer to this question, I just want to say this. This is nothing against any of the managing editors that we've had in the past. Nothing at all. Except but, Olivia. Except yes. just me, yeah. Um, but I just feel like managing editors really ha- could be doing so much more Um, and I want to, Alex is so busy with like the administrative stuff and the business stuff, um, as well as all of editorial. Like I want to step up and make our editorial so like stronger. It's already strong, but I want to do everything I can in my power to be a leader and have it be stronger. And that means having a strong independent podcast like you've been running this entire time I want to do everything I can to keep it alive I've been looking for people the past two three weeks to just come join podcasts because I truly think no other student publication has something as special as we have here there's a reason the daily is like notable and honorable um, and I think it's because of things like podcast we stand out because of it so thank you for everything you've done yeah. Um, and Huge I, thank you. I want to do everything I can to keep this alive. I think this is so important. So, yeah. And the, the daily has been through, through so much, um, since like the pandemic and everything. And I think we're finally getting to a place where like the recovery, we were, we might be able to grow rather than just try and come back. Um, and so I'm really excited to see like what you end up doing with it because there's just so much, like, I think there's a lot of opportunity for like new talent to come in and just really like make the daily like such a strong, strong like educational media source. So I'm really excited about that for you guys for sure. You definitely have like a good future ahead of you for like as far as just like leading and doing all of that. So yeah. I remember like the last, I guess two years. Yeah, let's go with two years. Has been very much like the daily trying to reestablish Rebound. itself. You know, mm-hmm. like everyone knows. Like during, uh, I guess your freshman year and my yeah. sophomore year mm-hmm. was when the, a lot of institutions uh just tanked in one way or another um i know like the daily has still like been trying to recover be it getting us all back into our offices or just trying to recoup like viewer listener reader base i'm not sure exactly what editorial <laughs> what problems editorial is experiencing but i know we definitely have been uh, yeah it's the same here too yeah. i think so over you were only the managing editor for a semester just one semester yeah what exactly do you think you did yeah simple as that why were you here no that's a good question I didn't really know I was going to get the position until I think like a couple weeks before I started um and yeah I didn't really know like a whole lot about kind of what the managing editor's role was and I I knew that I'd kind of seen like I was watching a little bit of like what Bella she was there before me um kind of had done in her couple of semesters here um but I was really lucky that like Maya was our, was kind of in the at the point where she felt like very comfortable in her position and kind of knew 
like how to run everything really smoothly and like just felt like we could really kind of start focusing on um making some like positive changes um and so I guess like my biggest role as the managing editor this semester has been just really like assisting her with um kind of making sure that we're covering really big issues this has been a really huge news semester for the daily and it's been it's been tough because we reporters have their plans of like what they want to cover and what they pitch and what they're excited to go and out and do but a lot of times breaking news will happen and you know we kind of have to drop everything and just be able to cover it and as students that's like super difficult um so like for example over spring break like Maya and I worked together to like cover some of like the Fairview Hospital merger um situation we we like really we went to the state legislature and like watched a meeting and kind of like got quotes and just did that and we wrote it all up together um yeah there has been just like a lot of late nights of doing that kind of thing and yeah the two of us worked on a pretty big story that I got I kind of got a tip on where I was able to um kind of talk to victims of stalking that like had happened from like a USG presidential candidate um and so me and Maya are supposed to be releasing um a pretty large story on that soon so I think I've been kind of spearheading a lot of those efforts and she's just kind of continuing to run the ship being incredibly amazing and like helping out with absolutely everything um and she is honestly like a goddess like she's incredible um and so I just like want to help her however I possibly can and just like I'm always willing to do kind of whatever she needs me of me um just to make sure that like the daily keeps running smoothly like as, as until we graduate so yeah I don't know but like yeah I'm curious like do you have any other like really big goals that you're kind of hoping to be able to accomplish by the time you leave so you got because you got a long time you got almost a year um before you're done so I think for me personally, and I'm sure you both can relate to this, people come in to the daily, they start, and they're terrified. They think it's super overwhelming, it's so much work, and then we have people quit, or just like... They get scared of it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I really want to work more closely with people and reassure them, like, hey, yeah, this is hard, but it is so worth it. I've learned so much from this. I was in that position where I wanted to quit and I'm so grateful that I didn't. Um, but I think we need to, we need to be better about training people. And like Alex and I have talked about communicating a lot with the fact of like, if people are struggling, reach out to us, please reach out to us. We will answer any questions. We just want to make sure people feel good in their position because the daily is incredible if you do put the effort in and make the most of it so yeah you really yeah. have the ability to kind of do whatever you're, you kind of set your mind to here and I think that's kind of the beauty of it like you're not really being limited by a whole lot if you have a good idea you can pursue it like no matter what and so I think that that's kind of what makes the daily like super unique and special you're not getting assigned random things that you don't want to do you really get the chance to like make your own way and right. so I, I've loved that about working here that's what I try to tell most of our uh I well, everyone that I've hired for podcast desk has never had like experience in either this specific format or even in a uh, newsroom. My two current reporters, like neither of them are journalism majors, neither of them have really written for a publication before, but still, you know, we try to encourage them. Like the daily is a learning institution. You know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. God knows that I did. And God yeah. knows yeah, all three of us exactly. did. Right. But yeah, it's important to understand that no matter what mistakes you make, it's fine. You're 
you want to learn from them. That's what we're trying to do. And people have the ability to form out whatever niche or specific thing they want to cover, you know, and it's, I, you, you talk about how beautiful the daily is. And I think that's where the beauty is for me, that everyone is given an opportunity just to yeah. try experiment, you know? Yeah. And everyone does it differently. That's the nice thing is like everyone has their own style. Everyone has their own things that they love to cover. And so you get to see people's like, even though like, obviously we try and be objective in everything we do, you know, you kind of see people's like personalities come through a little bit, which I think is awesome. And like the podcast desk, I think is a huge part of like personifying the daily. Um, and it's just really important in doing that so that people kind of can hear and like kind of get to know um, reporters as well as just like see their writing. So, mm-hmm. so what was your story like what was you talk about having the ability to pursue what you want or pursue the things that you really were interested what was your thing my thing that's a really good question so I think that what I ended up becoming really passionate about that I kind of realized through the daily but didn't probably get the chance to explore like quite as much as I'd want to was like mental health systems at the U I had the opportunity when I was a like one of my first big stories that I did was um, on kind of just the struggles that people were facing trying to get help for substance use here. I just really, I was able to talk to like a a lot of really amazing like alumni here and and just talk to them about kind of like what, how the university like just wasn't doing enough for them and how a a lot of them were like falling through the cracks. And so Um, That was a story that I think I was just like really passionate about and following that like I just continued to monitor you know it was after the pandemic like the U.S. just had an insane like just deluge of people who have wanted to get mental health services and just not enough like supports for the services and so like I know I've experienced myself like waiting just like for weeks to like see a counselor just to make an appointment and I've like been told like you need to you're going to be waiting for weeks if you don't go to an outside place and use your own insurance instead of using like our our school provided insurance. And so that's something that like I personally experienced and just like realized could be really frustrating for someone who was like really in crisis or like really needed it. And so that's something that I just like kind of found out that I was really interested in. And um, I'm hoping to be doing that kind of work um, the summer after the daily too. So I'm excited. At NPR. Where she'll be an icon. Of course. Oh, no. Okay. We'll see. Well, this is good practice. Right? Yeah, because I'm going to have to do some radio stuff. So this is going to be interesting. Are you doing anything over the summer or? I I was, but I, so I have an internship right now at MinPost, and it's been really crazy. Um, and I was going to do a journalism internship, but I actually declined it because my mental health has been really bad this entire year, um, and I really just need a break. So I'm going to just be managing editor and take some time to find my way back to myself. Yes, that's amazing, Maddie. That Sorry. actually makes me really happy <laughs> because in this industry, like... Oh my gosh, it's so hard to find that. It's so hard to find that and like take that time and just feel like you can. And I know you can too, which is amazing because you're like so young and have accomplished so much already. Um, But that makes me really happy because I know you need self-care more than like most people I know. So, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Should I be her on blast? (laughs) Just saying, Maddie's been through something. She has stories. She has a lot of stories. That was a good time for the Ohio story. We can't. Sadly, I got a preview of the Ohio story and we can't share that here. Do you have something a bit more 
uh, what's the word? PG-13 or school appropriate? Um, what was your favorite podcast that you produced, created? Oh, God. Um, apparently, the one that people most liked was a, a crime story I did last summer semester. Uh, where essentially, like, do you remember the, the shooting in front of the co-op? I did a, a story on that. I yep. did so much coverage. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, the 15-year-old. So I took, like, your... Was it, it was yours. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I t- basically took uh, some of that reporting and tried to turn it into, like, a feature story and tried to take, like, okay, this happened uh, right outside of my window. I live at the venue in Dinkytown, uh, right next to Burrito Loco and Red Cross from K-Bop. There were, I think, two shootings that happened right outside my gosh dang window, and I was awake with my girlfriend there at the time, and, you know, it was terrifying. So I was inspired to write a story about, like, you know, what is causing this visible uh, uptick in crime, uh, what can be done to stop it, you know, what is the you doing to stop it, and, you know, what is possibly, like, the sources and whatnot, right? From what I was able to find, uh, according to statistics that were provided by the Star Tribune, there wasn't really an uptick in crime necessarily, like, over past years. It was just summer, people are outside, things are going to happen a little more, but there wasn't necessarily a more dangerous summer. Uh and then we also talked about like, yo, what's you know what's going to be done to to fix the problem? And to my surprise, it's just bushes, like just adding bushes, trees, and lights, and mm-hmm. things like that make neighborhoods safer. And while I was talking to, um, I forget who was the professor I was speaking with, I was thinking like, no, you're lying to me. You, that's just that's just bull, right? And she was like, no, 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 no. So we go through different uh, report studies from. A, some school in Pennsylvania, another one from the like the John Jay Institute, I think it's called for like criminology, and I mean you like study after study after study, realizing adding a bush, adding a tree, is more helpful than uh, adding like police and whatnot. So that was a fun story. <laughs> You're just looking at me wide eyed. I'm just like, there's no gun b- control. No bushes. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. Like, why is that the thing that? Apparently, it's like it's good for your mental health, and like going to parks is good for people because it provides a place to socialize and make fun. And nobody wants a park to be unsafe in the first place, you know. But it's like, what are you gonna do with a concrete parking lot? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, No, that story was really influential. Like, I was covering crime that summer um, on City Desk, and was going to like a lot of those parent meetings that they were having. They were like really upset about this, and they were like really seeing like oh, this is such a huge increase in crime. Like, mm-hmm. we have to do something about this. And I was actually, like, I, d- I didn't know who he was at the time, but I was approached, like, at the legislature by um, Darren Rocha, who's one of the U of M regents. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, came up to me, and he had that story printed out, the the podcast script. And You're he, shitting. No, I'm not. And he came up to me and was just like, you work for The Daily? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, this podcast was like just really amazing like, um, coverage of this crime. And I just thought it was really impactful. Why did no one tell me this? I don't know. I just like, I didn't, I didn't think about it until, yeah, no. But it's, he was really, he was, thought it was really cool. I didn't know who you were at the time also. Cause I was like <laughs> just a new reporter and like mm-hmm. I'd never interacted with the pod. I didn't even know. I don't, I don't know if I even knew he had a podcast because I was just never paying attention to anything. Most people don't. It's, it's very hidden gem, I guess. Well, I'm glad that it's like, at least it's now on a place in the front page where you can like mm-hmm. at least see all the episodes or whatever. But yeah, no, that was really, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I was like, dang, like that. I, Cause I was looking through and I was like, yeah, this is really impressive. I was like, this is great reporting. Gosh, so, dang. 
Yeah, you should be proud of that. That was awesome. That was a hard-hitting news story. Dang. Here I was thinking, like, it was just some piece of thing that, because I remember it only got, like, uh, on Spotify, I think 150 viewers, okay. which it was one of our most viewed or listened to podcasts at the time, but I didn't really think much of it. Yeah, and you were probably still kind of new at that point, mm-hmm. too, and so that was kind of like, um, right, exactly, mm-hmm. and now I'm sure you're, we're getting a little bit more traction, whatever, mm-hmm. now that it's more consistent, yeah. but no, that was a great, that was a great piece. Um, what's your favorite story that you've done, Maddie? I know you. You're. You get. She gets. She's like one of the most she passionate. Goes around, right? She's one of the most passionate reporters I have ever met. She is incredibly mm-hmm. just. She, her, she puts her heart in absolutely everything she does, mm-hmm. and I think that that is like just the most inspiring thing ever. And so that's what I like love about Maddie's reporting the most. And I know that you have some stories that you've <laughs> been really proud of. So I like want to hear one. Um, oh, it's it's a tie between two of them, I guess, because. Um, something that I love about Olivia is be- that we both have the same drive for the opioid epidemic mm-hmm. and combating it. Um, and so I did two pieces this past semester, one on um, heroin and the one on fentanyl. Um, and I got to talk to um, a woman who was a heroin addict when she was 15 through 19, um, and she's been sober for seven years. Her story was incredible. Um, I talked to the wife of a professor who passed away from an accidental fentanyl overdose, um, and that story, too. I also love and appreciate Olivia because those stories took a long time to get done. We had a lot of issues with them, but um, she was patient with me. She never gave up on me. Um, And I did these stories um, and cried my eyes out because they were just these people, this woman who lost her husband, I think there's a quote in my story and she said something along the lines of like, he was my soulmate. He was everything to me. And mm. now he's gone and I can't do anything about yeah, it. And, and he it died of an accidental overdose, yeah. too, which is just really crazy. Mm-hmm. And he was um, a U of M economist um, while he was here. And yeah, Maddie, obviously you connected really closely with her. And since Maddie has that like personal experience and like connection, I think that she can just get like a lot deeper with pe- mm-hmm. with people like that, which is such a, a strength and like is so needed. Um, because yeah, especially mental health coverage is really hard to do responsibly and not make it look like you're just like trying to I don't know just sensationalize it. Um, and so I think that that's like absolutely essential, and it's amazing that she's able to do that for sure. The other thing I would say is housing and residential life. I yeah. can't yeah. stand those people. <laughs> they are the worst. How do you mean? Let me just tell you. <laughs> well, you uh, can't say too much I, because yeah, you, yeah, you have to work with them. Ne- we have to work with them uh, next year, <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> you um, do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Basically, I'll just okay. I'll I'll umbrella it. I just I've done a lot of coverage on the like break-ins that have happened, and it was really interesting. Jillian and I were looking at trends from like the bathroom break-ins because there's been so many since I was mm-hmm. a freshman. Um, and there were none before, like yeah. before the pandemic, like when like when you were a freshman, mm-hmm. there were there were no there was not there was none. And so like I just every time um, HRL like gives us an email, they're just like we're doing what we can, and it's just not enough. Mm-hmm. And they're so they're trying to sweep all of this under the the rug, and it's like we need to tell people if there are break-ins in these residence halls, like it's um, it's. Like, just not 
It's alarming. You, it's yeah. not a safe environment for people to participate in. Yeah, it's just been a lot of like Jillian, th- bless her heart for doing this story, like has found all of these freshmen are saying that like HRL is not telling them when people are breaking in. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know. And that's just, yeah. I, yeah. that's just, uh, I mm-hmm. can't believe that. I don't understand why this university doesn't want to see. We've done so much for safety in terms of the city and the areas mm-hmm. around us, but when it comes to residence yeah. halls, they don't do yep. anything. And I think yep. that's something parents should be mad about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something me and Maya are covering right now too. And so that's going to be, that kind of actually really connects because like I think the main point of the story we're working on is that um, the university is somewhere that students assume they're going to feel really safe. Mm-hmm. That like being in a residence hall, you assume everyone around you is vetted or like everyone around you is a student so they're everyone's fine and like you're not gonna get hurt or you're not gonna get yeah, just looked at when you're in the bathroom. And you know, like the fact of the matter is it's still a place that like that people can get in and people can infiltrate and that it's not just like this like safe haven for students and the, the administration doesn't necessarily have the motive to do absolutely everything they can to make it completely a safe environment for students if they're not forced to. So, yeah. When should uh, we be expecting that story out? I think it'll come out. It'll definitely come out next week. So that'll okay. be interesting um, to see how you, how that's received because um, we've been working on that for like quite a few weeks now and probably talked to like 20 people and mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, that's going to be me and Maya's last story for the daily. So. Very exciting. Yeah. I'm happy that it'll be something that's actually like very impactful, you know? Yeah, it's I'm good. excited about it. I think that, yeah, we have worked just really hard on it, and so I think hopefully it'll get some, like, good reception and, like, mm-hmm. people want to read it, but, mm-hmm. no, for sure. Inside positive change. That's what journalists want to do, right? I, hope. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like for me, I guess like you, you always hope that your story is going to have like a positive impact, but you know, I, I can't really expect that because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. sometimes it's just like, it is the way it is. And at least people know about it. Right. That's the best. That's the, all I can offer is that if, if they know about it, they can go and do what they want with that. Um, but like, it's not my job to, you know, try and actually make the change. Unfortunately, like that's just, yeah, that's kind of where we stop, I guess. Yeah. Well, on that note, we've been talking for about 30 minutes now. Uh, Episode was supposed to be 20, but um, that's fine. (laughs) We'll enjoy this. I want to thank you guys both for coming in for our last episode of the season, my last episode at The Daily, and I really appreciate it. Do you have any reflections before we go? Uh, What do you mean? Just on your experience here and like going forward, kind of what what you Mm. hope to take out of this. I I, I think about that a lot. Something that I really wish I did when I was younger was I, I cared a lot more, you know, because it's like it's easy for some people to just like slip by and just like do what you need to to get the B oh, for sure. or the B minus, you know, uh, and I very much feel like I, I had been doing that for like most of my life. And uh, every now and then uh, when I got to work with a reporter or on an own independent story at the Daily, I was really able to come alive and feel like I was able to give that that 90 100 percent you know and that's one of the most satisfying feelings Mm -hmm. that's an amazing feeling Um, and I wish I did that more I just really do Uh, you can do that in the future now I will do that wherever the heck I end up who knows exactly Um, yeah you found what you love and it just sometimes it takes a while dude audio is like easily my favorite format you know it's you don't I'm worried I don't have to worry about an extra camera all I have to do is just sit down microphone and let people talk and it's such a beautiful way to i agree let people shine because yeah. everyone speaks in their own way and yeah. it's beautiful oh 
Yeah. And you have the most beautiful voice of all podcast producers. Yeah, I'm I, aware. I want to say much. thank you to Alberto. You have really been incredible as yeah. at your like your time in your time here. And the daily is going to miss you incredibly. We truly will not be the same without you. So thank you for everything you've done. Yeah, you have made an actual huge impact here. And I think that that is something that's really, thank really you. special. So yeah, thank thanks. Thanks so much for having yeah. us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah. Like we said, last episode, uh, moving forward, uh, taking over for a podcast desk will be Kaylee Sorovi. Uh, I'll be taking May to help train her up, and she'll be taking my position over the summer, and we'll see if we have a, an additional reporter to help her out. Otherwise, um, I hope all of our listeners still stay tuned and give her the best support that she gets. You know, uh, I'm very excited to see what she creates over the summer and to see how In The Know continues to develop. On that note, um, I'm Alberto Gomez. I'm Maddie Roth. I'm Olivia Stevens. And uh, this is In The Know.